0: Good morning. Hi, I'm Kelly, and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist.
1: Today, we're going to reflect on our minimalist journeys and share the benefits and challenges we've experienced while working to master this lifestyle. As you know, minimalism is more than about decluttering our physical things. This lifestyle also encourages us to remove excess mental, emotional, spiritual, and digital clutter so that we can design a simpler, more meaningful every day. That being said, this lifestyle involves great commitment and constant maintenance. It requires us to regularly review our habits to keep on track. By sharing our honest reflections with you today, we hope that you can start to adopt or continue to adopt this lifestyle knowing that there will be challenges and it's okay. There is no perfect. We believe that the life-changing benefits of living like a minimalist are worth every obstacle. I am Very excited for this episode today.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of good points today, so. Mm -hmm. We're
1: just completely being vulnerable with you guys in terms of this journey and, you know, it hasn't been perfect. It's been exciting and extremely rewarding, but there have been several challenges along the way and we thought we would share it with you because through our Instagram, a lot of you guys have been DMing us and, you know, asking us some questions on and how to solve some obstacles that have come your way and whether that be physical or mental clutter uh, or even digital clutter so we thought we would also share you know some of our obstacles and some of the solutions that we found through our readings so so yeah so just to start I wanted to touch on some of the greatest benefits that I really felt after probably the first few months of, you know adopting this lifestyle so when it comes to being a millennial growing up as a millennial I was told by my parents that you can do anything you want in your life. You have endless choice. And so for me, I remember thinking, wow, like this is amazing. However, I remember thinking, wow, this means that my life is in my control, which it's in everybody's control. But that being said, there's endless choices. I'm thinking, what do I choose? You know, there's so many different paths. It's like walking into a grocery store. There's an endless selection. So you just don't choose anything. Yeah. Uh, And what I found I was doing before I adopted this lifestyle is I was choosing many, many things and spreading myself way too thin. And and not in the direction that I knew that I really wanted to go. So I didn't have a sense of direction. I had many things that I wanted in my life. And I also thought that in some ways, my life was just going to become something without me actually leading the way. You really have to craft your lifestyle. So minimalism really... Help me figure out what's essential in my life and become more decisive and make those decisions. Uh, so that's one part. And also, as a millennial, you—we've grown up thinking, "Hey, you know, we were taught by our parents the more you have and consume, the more successful you are." And our parents grew up in that time where you know their parents didn't have everything. So then. They started collecting all these material items because they're like, wow, like more is better. More is better. But now we're rejecting that through minimalism. I'm kind of unlearning those ways that I kind of learned from my parents growing up. So, so that's been really good for me because I started to realize and we started to realize that it should really be about investing in ourselves and giving back more than accumulating things that most often lose their value over time, right? So, so yeah, so those are kind of some of the solutions that I found. And also it's enabled us to clear all the clutter so that we can insert everything that is valuable to us.
0: Yeah, I think you were talking about how you said that you didn't know what you want to do. Like you're kind of given this clean slate and um, we have so many options these days. But the advantage of that is that you eventually will figure it out. And I think that the best thing to do is to try a bunch of things until you find what you want to do. And that transition period is not fun. Like you are, you're busy, you're going around, you're, you know, trying this, you don't like it, you have to try something else. But when you find something you are interested or you are good at, then it it makes up for it. And then you can really put your time and energy into that and you'll have more free time after. Or yeah. you could balance it out too. No,
1: and it's true. It's you know, it's kind of nice to have that option where you can try a few different things. But minimalism really helps you refine it. Mm-hmm. And it helps you reflect and ask those questions. Hey, what are one or two things? Because you could, we have to be realistic. How much time do we have, right? And also, you don't want to spread yourself in. You want to invest 100% into something, right? You don't want to give something 50%. So what is one interest, of all the interests that you're kind of exploring that you can actually develop into a passion. So that's the beauty of minimalism. It, like, helps you refine. Yeah,
0: it does. Um, Kelly and I, w- when we got together to do the podcast night, we were talking about the books we're reading. And I'm reading the book 168 Hours. We'll put it in the show notes. But um, it made me realize that it, it's called 168 Hours because we have 168 Hours in a week. And it made me realize how much time we actually do have and that it's just very important that you take time to relax and to bring back your energy. So I I think that there is a misconception that we're all short on time. I think we actually do have time. We're just not efficient with our time. And we do things like watch television in our free time, which doesn't actually build your energy back up if Mm -hmm. it it drains you more so
1: it's that we don't realize that we're doing those things
0: sometimes yeah like if you came home and you journaled or you meditated or did yoga or took a bath or took a nap those are things that are gonna give you more energy whereas like just sitting in front of the television for a few hours is just gonna drain you more and then you're gonna go to bed so
1: absolutely it goes back to our conversation with mark champagne in our previous episode about the importance of incorporating mental fitness into our everyday yeah and it just reminds me that We do actually have the time to create that space and we'll find ourselves in these situations where, you know, there are certain habits I have where I'm thinking, wow, what am I doing right now? Because I could be doing this. This is not intentional at all.
0: Yeah, and minimalism refines that because you're not wasting your time like cleaning or sorting through stuff or even I've been doing intermittent fasting. I'm not wasting time making breakfast and cleaning up and there's just... Like, that's the beauty of it. It simplifies so many other areas so that you can kind of complicate the, the meaningful stuff in life. You can do them because you're not shopping and you're not cleaning. We get
1: time back from this lifestyle. You get
0: time back, yeah.
1: Absolutely. However, one of my obstacles right now is, <laughs> is the feeling that I'm riding the clock. What do you mean by that? So I feel like I've been riding the clock meaning there's not enough time in the day right now. I would say for the past two months, and it's something that I haven't shared with our audience, that my life has been from one thing to the next. And the beauty of this lifestyle is that, again, it is a lifestyle template, and you're able to clear the clutter and insert all the things that you wanna do in your life. So some of the things that are important to me, family, my boyfriend, my friends, health and fitness my my full-time job the podcast writing cooking traveling giving back like these are all things that are important to me and so i've created this clean slate where i have all these things and i'm doing all of them and for the past few months honestly like this is the beauty of minimalism i wake up every morning excited for life and you know i've kind of always been that way i have yeah. a zest for life but i'm more excited because I feel a sense of purpose, and I I feel fulfilled because I'm doing the things that I want to. That being said, the biggest obstacle for me right now is there's not enough time in the day, and it's all my fault, and that's what I love. I recognize that it's all my fault. When you say 100 and how many hours? 168 hours in a week. In a a week. That's a lot of hours. That's
0: a lot of hours. If you Mm -hmm. minus work and sleep, like there's like 30 or 40 unaccounted for hours, and that's where... There's a lot of things we could be doing.
1: There's, and, and I love that you bring that up because it makes me realize that there is a way to solve this, which is great. So that being said, as part of writing the clock, you're, you sacrifice things. So I'm doing everything I want. However, these are some of the challenges. Recently, I've been sacrificing my sleep, my exercise, which ultimately has been impacting my health and my ability to do deep work, to focus really, really well. And do my best work. And so it's been frustrating for me. And then I'm also feeling great stress and guilt. And so these are all the things that I've been feeling. And so I recently started reading Greg McEwen's book, Essentialism. It's called Essentialism A Disciplined Pursuit of Less But Better. And it made me realize that I need to not only improve my time management, but I also need to start speaking up. And if I've got way too much to do, and there's a lot of people that want my time. I need to just speak up and say no. Like, again, the power of no. And, you know, sometimes you don't even need to explain yourself. You know, I can't be there. I, I, have, I have this priority. And hopefully your friends will understand. And hopefully anybody who's asking for your time will understand. Uh, because there are things that are more essential over other things. So Greg McKeown really helps you understand that we need to focus on what's truly essential first. He says that it's about discerning the essential few from the trivial many, many, which I love because there's so many choices, but it's like, Hey, like I need to really focus you know, on a granular level. Like what is essential? So uh, family, very essential. Friends, very essential. Boyfriend. Those are, you know, love is number one, in my opinion, a uh, full-time job, extremely essential. My passion for minimalism in our podcast, very essential. And I realized that, and Greg McEwen mentions this in his book, that in my bullet journal, which I've been very successful at, I'm not being intentional about my time blocks.
0: Yeah, it's hard to create time blocks and be consistent with them.
1: He says that 90% of people make unrealistic time blocks for That's tasks. Me. <laughs> and I was like, that makes so much sense. Wait,
0: that they don't give themselves enough time?
1: Yeah. Okay, I, I want to ask you this then,
0: because I feel like when I'm making time blocks – like, even this morning, I'm like, I'm going to read for one hour, and then I'm going to work out for one hour. And as my reading was coming to an end, I was getting nervous. I'm like, I only have two minutes left of reading, and then I have to work out. And do other people feel that way? Oh, I like
1: that you do that. Because remember you said, you you had said that you set things after things. That way you'll get those first things done, or you'll stop doing them. Because you have something else. Like, when you go to the mall, for example. yeah. You'll make sure that you set something else after so that you don't drag your time at them all on.
0: Yeah, but right? then I don't like it mentally. Like, I feel like I'm always, like you said, I'm on the clock all the time. I don't like that. Like, I can't just, like, read freely and then exercise freely. So,
1: Mark pointed out in our last conversation with Mark Champagne, he says that we need to set time where you're doing nothing.
0: Yeah, maybe I just need white space in between.
1: Yes, you need white space in the routine. It's so funny because we just want to get everything crammed in. And that's what I've been doing. And this book has been so helpful because I always felt guilt because I put a lot of time into my full-time job especially. And sometimes I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I, I've got more to do. and I've got more to do. And I, I won't stop myself. And I need to be able to say, hey, no, I'm going to stop myself at six or seven. You need to stop and you need to do something else because i think i'll even do better work in the long run because i'll be working for five, i'll be sitting for 5 hours straight doing grinding out but you shouldn't be doing that i mean i take my 10 minute time like time to go yeah. for a walk and grab a coffee and kind of rejuvenate but i really need to be smart about saying hey you know, you need to stop so you can do your next thing because i'll just keep dragging it on and then there's not enough time in the night and then i sacrifice my sleep so i just need to be more deliberate
0: yeah, that's true, which it's hard to do. It's so hard. And you also, I mean, coming up with these time blocks in the bullet journal too takes a lot of trial and error. And it, it, you really have to figure out what works for you. Can you work for five hours at a time? If you work for five hours, what can you do after? Can you go to the gym or do you need a nap or do you yes. need to just like take an hour off and like read and relax or like to find this like perfect harmony of your schedule and you, I think that, I mean, it's still your life at the end of the day. Like, you want to enjoy it and look forward to it, like you said. So, you know, don't always just be like, I have to get up and work out and I have to do this and do my emails and then go to work and then do you see this person. Like, you you know, make it. Stressful. Yeah, like, put things in there that you really enjoy and balance them out with things that... So I was enjoyable. with a
1: really good friend of mine yesterday, and he has a bullet journal, And which by the way, if people don't know what a bullet journal is, uh, if this is the first episode you're listening to, Listen it's, to our other episode on it. <laughs> yeah, we emotional. just love the bullet journal. It's just a way, uh, it's an analog version of tracking your day-to-day tasks, but it also can track your monthly goals and your, your annual goals as well. So uh, that being said, he has this amazing bullet journal. And it's, it's, go, it's, it's very granular. So he even measures how much water he drinks every day. But you don't need to do that. Everybody's is personalized to them. But he said that it's important to create that space where, you know, there is white space in your bullet journal. Uh, but all at the same time, realize that, hey, because you're jotting down notes, for example, hey, I didn't go to the gym this day. And, you know, I, I drank this day. The next night, you'll know. You'll be reminded, because sometimes we forget. You'll be reminded, hey, I don't feel well today. I'm not going to actually have that drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're more mindful of that because you can actually see it in front of you. Like This is where my, and I need to be good for this next day, then I'm not going to choose a drink. I think some some of us can really fall off that, that, that train because we're not aware of how we're feeling. So minimalism helps us like sit back and reflect, but yeah. also having a bullet journal puts it right there in front of you.
0: See, I feel like if I were to write that much stuff into a bullet journal, it would overwhelm me. Yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, like, clean and exercise and practice the piano. And then in my bullet journal, I put, like, work and meetings and things like that. Yeah,
1: and something to stress again is that everybody's bullet journal can be personalized to them. But it's just another way of, like, being reflective. It helps you reflect and manage your stress levels. I know, so this is another obstacle of mine is... There are all these priorities I need to get done. But then there are some that are more stressful than others. So the same friend of mine sent me a video. And it was a YouTube video, a talk by a self-discipline strategist named Rory Vaden. Uh, He's author of Procrastinate on Purpose. And he talks about our our priorities and, and setting our priorities. But he says that some of the things that we have on the go have cause us more stress than others. He says that we need to multiply time. And what he means by that is, he says we should ask ourselves the question, what can I do today that will make tomorrow better? So I I love that because this has already changed literally the last week of my life. Like, oh, what is stressing me out the most? Okay, this task I need to get done at work. Yeah, it's kind of stressing me out. So let's do that first. Let's get that done off my list. And then I went into the next day feeling, I only have the other stuff to do, which is so much less stressful. So it's it's so much better. Isn't
0: that funny? Yeah, one thing I always do if there's something... Like, I have a lot of stuff, and I don't want to do it, or if there's something specific I don't want to do, I'm like, just do the smallest thing. Like, if I have to make notes, or come up with something, or work on something, I'm like, just do one small part of it, and I feel like just that momentum of getting started, you will work a bit on it. Totally. And then when you come back to it, you've already started, so you're not starting from scratch, and so there, there's a lot of little things. I want to ask you, though, when you said create white space in between, mm-hmm. like, how much time is that? Like 15 minutes?
1: And what are you doing in that white space? It can be any any amount of time. Because I feel... Depends I mean, on how much time you want a lot to it. Because some things that are essential, you know, if I had kids, for example, you know, maybe it would be harder to give myself an hour ton of white space. Maybe you give yourself a half an hour. Yeah. You need to give yourself that time because sometimes things run over time. So let's say, for example, you had a meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. I've had days I work where it's meeting every single hour. So instead of doing that, make sure that you – most of the time we can set our meetings. Let's set some time in between that because meetings could run over. It's like when someone's late all the time. It's like okay, well, if you have a morning meeting that goes over fifty minutes, then you're late for the next meeting, and then you're late for the next meeting, and then it's just going to keep going on. It's going to be more stressful, right?
0: Yeah, like even say you put in your bullet journal workout for one hour. Like, are you factoring in whether you have to go to a gym or a class and how long it takes you to get there, and if you have to change and do you have to shower after? I'm
1: not. I'm being unrealistic. Yeah,
0: that's and I think that's (laughs) where the unreal how people get unrealistic. They're like, I'm going to work from this time to this time. Okay, but do you have to travel to work? Yes. Like, there's just so many factors. I think that's why it's so hard to create perfect calendars of our lives.
1: I mean, we need to set extra time. Honestly, I've been punctual my entire life, but for some reason, the past few years, I've always been five minutes late, 10 minutes late, and that's not good.
0: More people are late
1: nowadays. I know, but I'm always on time, but for some reason... When it comes to social things, for work stuff, I'm always on time. Yeah. But for social things, I'm like, five minutes, 10 minutes. No. It's because I'm unrealistic about my time blocks and I need to be smarter about, hey, you know, it's going to take 15 minutes to walk to Lauren's, for example. (laughs) It's (laughs) just funny,
0: right? So yeah, I just have to say this. My boss, he has to execute deals at my work. And he called me. He's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'm like, are you 10 minutes away? He's like... I'm pulling into the grocery store. I'm just going to run in. i got to grab a few things, get back in the car, drive. It would take me 10 minutes. I'm like, that's going to take at least half an hour.
1: And how long I mean, did it take?
0: It, it He didn't come in for like 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes. But people are really unrealistic with their time. So it's interesting, like, talking about creating the stuff. And I want to say, I think, one of my biggest struggles, which is the huge irony of min- minimalism, is that if you were to meet me, I don't own that much stuff. Like, I have a small wardrobe. I don't have that much stuff in my place. Like, I'm just this, like, natural, born minimalist. But if you see my calendar, there's maybe one or two days a month that don't have something on it. So I'm not a minimalist when it comes to my time. But then I also feel like it, the possession part is where I I want my life minimal. I want it easy. I want it simplified. And if you're, you've,
1: done, you've been doing well in that in area. That and I have, yeah. always. Yeah.
0: And maybe... It, my life is what I want, to be more complex and rich, and I want it to be more full. And, like, oh, you know how some okay. people just love having a lot of stuff? Yeah. Like, I love my hobbies. I love taking piano. I love sailing, and I love reading, and I well, love exercising and seeing my friends. Like,
1: it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but you aren't overwhelmed, are you? I Sometimes I am. Okay.
0: And, I like I said, I was saying there this morning, and that, that's why I'm interested how people do this white space or this buffer time. Like, hmm. Because... If you plan to exercise for an hour, then maybe you should give yourself an hour and a half or two hours to factor in like the travel
1: time and the changing and all the other things. Yeah, and you know what? On the same note, Greg McEwen in Essentialism he mentions that a lot of us out there, and you know, I, I, I currently in my life I am truly busy, but a lot of us think it's we're cooler or we're more successful because we're busy. It's the whole idea. If you ask a zillion people on the street right now, oh, how are you doing? They'll be like, oh, I'm busy. But people are busy these but days. But they are. But yeah. some people, but even me, I'm busy, but I could also create time where I'm not fit busy. I could also say something else like, oh, I'm well, thank you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we're all busy. But he says that some of us are busy because we want to keep up with the Joneses. I love that. Yeah, because that's true. it used to be in the past, like, oh, you know, you need to buy that and buy that because everybody needs to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, they have a nice house? Oh, we need a nice house. And I was like, oh, they're busy. They're doing all these amazing things, which is especially uh, Instagram and things like that, where your life looks so amazing because you look like you're so busy all the time, right? So there's, this, you know, hyper comparison. But essentialists, he says, they are intentional about the things that they're focused on, right? So the problem is, is a lot of us... Are busy because they want to keep up with the Joneses, but they're not actually busy doing the right things. But what you are doing is you're busy doing the things that you're wanting to do, right? It's, it's hundred yeah, percent, In the direction of that lifestyle that you want to live.
0: But it still makes me overwhelmed, though, doing
1: all of this. So I guess your solution is you need to create extra time for yourself.
0: Extra time. And I need – I actually made a list of um, downtime things. And okay. I'm going to test them and see how – Rate, almost rate them on a scale of one to ten. How much energy they give me back, like whether it's a nap or a bath or like reading philosophy, just making tea, just doing something super simple that relaxes me, and how long I need to do it for, and how often, to like put those that energy store back. Do you
1: do you think that it's important that all of us integrate, I guess, experiences or those things on a daily basis in I, terms of I mental think fitness? Every single day, someone okay. should do that. I think you're right. And it's so important. It's like
0: rejuvenating your energy. Like you talk about doing your best work. You're going to do that when you're resting. And when you're just running from one place to the next, like it's not, it's not fun. I, I feel like I'd rather be 15 minutes early to anything than being late, being late. Or you're even you're so especially, right. like, everyone makes fun of me for going to the airport for, like, three or four hours before. Yeah, but you do. <laughs> I would rather sit in the airport and breathe than be stressed about missing a flight.
1: Right. No, so it's, it's
0: just, it's, everyone point. has their
1: own. Absolutely. On that note, other obstacles that I'm facing right now is mental clutter. I haven't been meditating like I used to, because I've just been working a lot, and, you know, obviously not setting my time well, not, not managing my time well. And today I meditated and yeah. I felt so much better. It reminded me, I meditated every single day, uh, what it, September, October, November, December last year. And it honestly changes your day. And I also went to the gym this morning and I haven't gone for a couple weeks, and which is crazy for me because I'm usually in the gym all the time. And so I've kind of fallen off that train. But you've made me realize, again, you've reminded me, especially with this book, that we do have those hours we're just not managing our time the best of our abilities right so so yeah
0: and another thing not to stress people out Mm -hmm. but these buffer times the times you're waiting for an uber or you're waiting in line or you're waiting for someone because they're late or you're in a 15 minute cab ride like that's time that you can read and that you can write and that you can make a phone call and you know connect with someone like it doesn't have to be like you're at home at your kitchen table or in your living room reading. Like you can read for 15 minutes on public transportation. Like, yeah, it's true. And people don't take advantage of that time. And it's, it's that time that's kind of getting slipping through your fingers that you could be doing a substantial amount of things. That's one
1: thing I love about you, Lauren. There have been times where either I'm late or you're super early to something and I'm like, okay, I'll be there soon. You're like, Oh, don't worry. I'll just read my book.
0: Yeah, I, I, because doing real estate in Toronto, clients would always be late and I never cared. I would just sit in the lobby and read my book. It's brilliant. When I'm late and people have nothing to do, I'm like, don't you have a podcast to listen to? Like,
1: right, right. um,
0: But yeah, no, people don't take advantage of that time. And it takes the stress off you too. Like, you're not, I'm not annoyed in a big line at a coffee shop. Because I have my book to read on my right. phone.
1: Like it takes seven- Yeah. The other day I was in line at the bank wow. and it literally took a half an hour and I knew it would take an hour, half an hour. And I made that decision. I said, do I want to do this now or do I want to wait? And I was like, I just want to get this done. And I thought, oh, what can I do? So I listened to my audio book.
0: It wasn't so bad. Yeah. And (laughs) then you've listened to a book for half an hour and you've done your
1: banking. Like you just did two things, two things, which is great. No, it's so true. Uh, and then, okay. And another obstacle of mine right now is, or something that I need to tackle in this lifestyle is my financial clutter. So I think a lot of our audience can also relate to this. We live in a world where a lot of our payments are on auto, (laughs) Spotify, Netflix, uh, what else? Oh, Microsoft Office. All these things that we, you know, not need, so to speak, but all these things that add value to our life that we have that are on auto. And there are some things that you bought in the past that, you know, you need to keep track of them. And I feel like there are a lot of auto payments right now. So I need to set aside to do that. Uh, we also need to do an episode uh, again. On finances. On finances. We'll have yeah. to interview someone very soon on that. So. Um,
0: my best advice for that is to have a spreadsheet with all your bills every month.
1: Yeah. You really, you really figured this I out. I
0: know where every single dollar. So how do you do has, it?
1: So I, I just have a
0: list of all my bills every month. And I have them totaled at the bottom. And then I keep, so that's my bills. And then I keep an app and I track my spending. Really? And at the end of every month, I email myself everything that I've spent or everything that I've purchased that month.
1: So you're hyper aware of everything?
0: I know, I know where every dollar I've made probably the last three years, like to the dollar has gone. Whether it's gone to like coffee wow. or trips or...
1: That is amazing. But money
0: interests me. Like, I I just genuinely think it's interesting.
1: How has that helped you in terms of how you manage your money? Do you think that's really helped you with being more mindful when you're spending money?
0: I don't really deprive myself. Like, I don't don't feel that I tell myself no, but I'm...
1: You may feel less guilt from actually buying something because you're like, hey, like, this was intentional. I have the money. I haven't spent a lot of money on things recently. That's so interesting. Yeah, and
0: I don't spend – I you know what? It, it It has made me really intentional because I feel like what is on my list, like, I ate that food. I drank that wine. I went to that event. I went on that trip. I wore that top. Like, there's nothing on there that I don't use or enjoy. Like, and if something does come on there, I, like, have to stare at it and be like, I did not – wear that top and I spend like a $100 and then you return it. it or if I can't return it then I have to like live with it and then I that's what then, or then you if, sell it yeah it really bothers me to throw out food too like I feel like oh yeah if it if it goes bad or you just don't end up eating it I'm like I could have been more organized and this was such a waste of money and like resources so yeah. in that sense it just makes me like everything that's on those lists was put to good use
1: that's really really cool uh, so going into the daily wins, I love coming home to my apartment every day. Uh, it's clean, very minimal apartment, it's just very refreshing to come home to. It just relaxes me mentally so much, and you know, every morning I clean a little bit. I clean as I go. That way, when you know I come home, or if I wake up in the morning, it's a fresh new day. I love that. Yeah. I've also been living more sustainably. I'm recycling. I'm also recycling at work. I'm bringing usable water bottles and coffee mugs to work. Uh, uh, In terms of my digital life, I'm being less, less reactive and more present. Oh, good. And as I said before, my bullet journal tracking is going really well. I take 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes every single Sunday to fill out my bullet journal for the week. Oh, that's so nice. And it's so wonderful because you know, I I actually take time to also insert my work stuff as well. So I have an idea of how my work life also looks that week as well. So my full time job, obviously, I don't put meeting to meeting, but I have an idea of if there's a meeting off site, I'll insert that as well. So I'm reminded.
0: Yeah, I'm always so interested how people organize themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, it's again life changing. We should have an entire episode dedicated to the bullet journal because it's so wonderful.
0: Yeah, we should. <laughs> okay, and so in terms of goals for improvement, um, I want to I want to make a list of, thing, of things that relax and rejuvenate me, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to live in the moment more, which okay. I'm trying to do because I feel like you can get so overwhelmed. Like we talk about these bullet journals, and sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God, I have so much going on. I can't just sit back and relax. Yeah. And that's what I try to do when I meditate is say to myself, just do one thing at a time. Yeah. I want to be more consistent with things. Like, I'm bad at that. I'll, like, practice the piano every day for a week, and then I won't touch it for a month. Like, I just need to be more. And if I miss a day, don't be like, oh, whatever. Like, just go get back to it. Um. Try to do a lot without being overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I do want my life to be, like, rich and full.
1: You like to be busy. I like to be busy, yeah. but
0: I like the time off, too, mm-hmm. um, and I don't need a whole day off. I've realized I'm not that kind of person. I, like, I'd rather two or three hours off. Like, to me, it's rewarding to wake up and get work done and then, like, go get a massage. You don't like, a full day off. You're like, what do I do? I, yeah, I feel like I would get bored. <laughs> um, and just appreciating the process of things. Like, stop trying to, like, get to an end and just appreciating the day today.
1: Speaking of which, one of the most beautiful things about this lifestyle is I, a, another daily win is I've been able to really give back. Yeah. People are really thankful for your time and being mindful of those around It really helps you be mindful of those around you. And this past week, we actually helped serve breakfast to the local um, Toronto homeless. Uh, it was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Uh, I'm so glad we did it, Lauren. Yeah, it was uh, such a nice morning. It was it was such an incredible experience. One of the guys he had a shirt that said "Slow down," and I was like, that "Live is, slow." Yeah, yeah. It was it was so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, we really do need to slow down and really reflect. And then uh, while we were cooking, we met this wonderful lady who let us know that she volunteers every week. And she says, it's really for me. And yeah, like,
0: I like that she said that. And
1: I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you know, it's my, my father. Um, I think I believe he was homeless at one point. And she goes, I do this for him and I do this for me. Because it makes me feel amazing when I leave here every week. And that's exactly how I felt. It, it truly is a helper's high. Yeah, that's beautiful. I just got shivers. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's the beauty of minimalism. You really do... I mean, again, I created that space this week in a very busy week, but I was able to create it. It really is true that you can create that space.
0: And you can put these things in your calendar. Yeah,
1: like this week, for example, I'm hoping to go to the gym every day and I'm hoping to be more uh, intentional about my time blocks and also create... Time for mental fitness, and make sure that you know I I'm doing I'm I'm meditating, I am active, and doing all the things that are going to help me do my best work. So
0: yeah, I want to actually put white space
1: as part of my day. Yeah, you need to put
0: gym and then put white space and then put read and then put white space and then put work. Yes,
1: yes, you need to create that time because sometimes also it open some space for some spontaneity, right? Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, hey, Lauren, you want to grab a coffee? You'd be like, no, because I have a zillion time blocks, right? So if you yeah, have that that's space, true.
0: It it's gives like, you... hey, what do you up to? Oh, I'm just in white space right now. <laughs> um,
1: exactly, exactly. So, no, this has been really, really helpful chatting about all yeah, these things. this is nice. I, I, I would say that my biggest accomplishment is my digital clutter. Uh, I've been really, really successful at being less reactive with messages that come my way. And smarter about, sometimes I'll get work calls that are very urgent, but they're not very urgent. They act like they're very urgent, but i was like, nope, I can get back to you tomorrow and I can sell this. And then I do, but the old me would just be jumping all over it oh, my gosh, i got to do this right now. And it's well-received, well too. Yeah, that's so true. So, so it's just being so much more mindful about everything in your life. Like, it's really, really great. And I'm going into this week feeling so much less stress because you create the stress in yourself. It's all your fault. Yeah, it's mindset over everything. It's mindset over everything. And that goes back to Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. It just reinforces everything. It's like it literally just starts in your mind. So.
0: Yeah, because it's how you see it at the end of the day like that's everything
1: oh absolutely absolutely so are there any wins that you want to share like anything that's super successful in your life right now
0: um I've been at so much more environmental and I love just like taking my recycling down now like it makes me so happy that I'm Aww. sorting everything and and just trying to live in the moment and... And tracking your life. It seems like you're yeah, really on the ball to, on that. Yeah, but I have a lot of work to do. And there it takes a lot of trial and error. And I've accepted that. And I'm just trying to not get as frustrated. Like when things don't turn out, be like, okay, it didn't work out. But that's okay because we're going to learn from it and do something else. So yeah. don't get angry. As your me. friend,
1: I feel... You, you've always been a calm type of person. But I feel I feel like you've, you're even more zen.
0: Pretty soon I'm just going to be sleeping. Pretty soon you're going <laughs> to be sleeping yeah. but that
1: is like the best part of this lifestyle Lauren. It's amazing and hopefully I'll get to your level. I just need to be smarter about how I'm organizing my everyday. So oh,
0: Thank you. I think I play it off a lot more calm than I actually am but I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah so no I'm, I'm really glad that we shared this with our audience because I think a lot of the time there are some obstacles that you know, come someone's way. And, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, how am I not like perfecting this? Honestly, it's so there's, there's no way to perfect this. And again, every minimalist lifestyle is personalized. So again, don't be hard on yourself. I'm still struggling. But I'm, I would say that the benefits outweigh everything. Because I'm helping, I'm helping figure out how to solve all these problems, right?
0: Yeah. And that's the biggest thing at the end of the day, I always say to myself, when I'm in that moment of frustration, I'm like, once you figure it out, it will feel that much better because you've gone through this like frustration and, and it's struggle. a lesson. It is a lesson, yeah. You
1: really learn the lesson, and so then it's just like you in the in the past. You said you used to react in certain situations. Now you don't. Now you're oh well, I don't need to react because yeah. you address the situation in your head. You're like okay, you think about it, you reflect before you actually act, which is nice.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So.
1: Yeah, so thank you guys so much again for listening, and we will speak with you next week. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find us on social media at Millennial Minimalists.